In this episode, I'm helping you improve your win rates. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi. Thank you very much for spending a little study time with me. And if it's your first time here, welcome! And if you're back for more, welcome back, Jack. If you enjoyed this episode and you learned something that you can take to the felt, please share it with a friend. All you gotta do is send them to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod286. So today, I'm going to give you seven strategies for improving your return on investment and your win rates. So return on investment uh, within poker, it's a measurement of the gain or loss from your time at the tables, and it's related to the amount of money invested. So ROI is calculated as the net profit divided by total costs. Now, ROI is often the profit measurement that MTT and sit-and-go players use. And for you cash game players, I'm not going to forget about you. You use win rates instead of ROI, but they're both important measurements for your poker skills and your money-making ability. So I'm going to talk all about it today. Let's get to it. Gambate. Hell yeah. Let's do this. All right. So return on investment is a, it's a poker measurement, like I said, for the gain or loss of your time at the tables. Now, let me give you a little example here. Uh, let's say you're a tournament player and you play one $1,000 tournament and you cash out for 2,500. That means you've made a net profit of $1,500. So the tournament costs well, 1000 to enter, right? So the ROI for this tournament is the net profit of $1,500 divided by $1,000, which was the cost. So that is a 1.5 ROI, or we most of the time present it, or uh, yeah, present it as a percentage. So it's 150% ROI, which is pretty darn nice. Now, on the other hand, you can have a negative ROI. Let's say you play in 100 different $10 tournaments. After adding up all the results, you cashed for only $800 total. This leaves a net profit of negative 200. So remember, you spent 1000, you made 800, negative 200 there. So the ROI is negative 20%, which is the 200 in losses divided by the $1000 total tournament costs. Now, the other way tournament players measure their profits is with a kind of a win rate, right? Win rate is the amount of money you've won over the number of instances that you're tracking. So you could, as a tournament player, track your win rate by the number of tournaments played or even the hours you spent playing. So let's look at the win rate for a sit-and-go player. Now, this sit-and-go player, they played 100 sit-and-goes at $10 each. Let's say that the total time spent playing these 100 sit-and-goes was 25 hours because they play multiple sit-and-goes at a time. After playing all 100 sit-and-goes, the net profit for this player, let's say they were positive at positive $200. So the win rate per tournament played is the $200 profit divided by the 100 sit-and-goes or $2 per sit-and-go. The win rate per hour played is the 200 profit divided by 25 hours, or $8 per hour. It doesn't sound like a lot, but if this is a little side income for you, not too shabby, right? Now, cash game players, they track their win rates a little differently. Uh, live cash game players, for example, you probably measure your win rate as profit per hours played. So if you played 100 hours in February and you had a net a uh, profit of $2,000, you earned 20 bucks per hour. Not too bad. Better than uh, it beats working at McDonald's, right? Now, you can also measure your win rate by session played. 
So maybe it took you 14 trips to the casino to earn $2,000. So your win rate per session is $2,000 divided by 14 or $143 per session. Now, that's a pretty lovely number, right? And this measurement works well if you're not good at tracking your time on the felt. Now, let's talk about those other cash game players out there, players like me, online players. Now, the great thing for us is that we have Poker Tracker 4, which automatically calculates your win rates for you. All you have to do is filter for the time frame that you're looking at, and ba-bam! Right there on the results tab are your win rates. So I'm going to cover four of them real quickly for you. The first is the big blind per 100 hands played. Poker Tracker 4 tracks the exact number of hands that you play at every stake that you play, and this is a really good uh, apples-to-apples comparison. I'm talking about big blinds per 100 hands. Really good apples-to-apples comparison, right? So if you play at 10 NL and your win rate is positive 4 big blinds, you play 25 NL, your win rate is positive 3 big blinds, you play 50 NL, your win rate is negative 1 big blinds per 100 hands, Well, it's pretty obvious you're losing money at the biggest stake. You're making decent money at the middle stake, and at the smallest stake, you're making the best money. So there's some kind of skill differential happening between the levels that's accounting for these uh, differences in win rates here. Another win rate, or another way to look at your win rates, is the money made per 100 hands. So when you see your win rates in a currency as opposed to big blinds, that often helps uh, wake you up to the value of the time that you spend playing. Another win rate is the dollars made or the dollars you win divided by the hours you play. These are great to look at, especially if you're debating on quitting a job or figuring out if you can make more money pursuing something else with the hours you devote to poker. Let's say you're thinking about leaving a $15 per hour job. You should be making over $15 per hour playing poker. If you're only making 8 bucks an hour, then you're probably not ready to quit your job just yet. So why should we track our return on investment or our win rates? Well, the simple reason is that you can only improve what you measure. So we must have some type of measurement to see how profitable we are at the tables. We play poker to make money, right? Having fun is a little side benefit, but ultimately we want to make money. And the only way to know if you're making money is to track it. Return on investment calculations and win rate calculations, those quantify the ultimate goal that you're trying to achieve of making money. So for poker players, we want the highest profit per hour, maybe the highest big blind per 100 hands, or maybe the highest profit for tournament played. These are all different measures of your poker success. And in order to improve these measurements, we should also track the things that we do to improve our profits. So it might be a good idea to track the number of hours that you study per week. You can track the number of hand-reading exercises you do every day. You can track the number of PIO solver simulations that you run, or even the number of training videos you watch and take action with. You can even track whether or not you do a pre-session warm-up or a cool-down and see how that affects your play. Remember that you can only improve what you measure, so start measuring what you do both on and off the felt. So that's my spiel on tracking your uh, return on investment and your win rates. So now let's get to how we can improve them with seven different strategies. And of course, I'm giving you these because I know you want to improve your return on investment and your win rates. But a quick disclaimer first, right? Having a better ROI or a better win rate, it's nice to have, but it's not the most important thing. 
The most important thing is the profits that you add to your bottom line. So if cutting back on the number of tables, if that increases your win rate from four big blinds per 100 hands to five big blinds per 100 hands, wow, looks pretty nice, right? But if that decrease in tables actually decreases your weekly profits from 100 bucks a week to 80 bucks a week, it's not worth doing. So what I want you to do is record your current win rates or return on investment right now and then make any changes you feel would benefit your game and benefit your skills and benefit your profitability and then measure these again to see their impact. Alrighty, let's get to the seven strategies to improve return on investment and win rates. Number seven. Cut back on the number of tables you're playing. So it makes sense that for winning players, the more hands you play, the more money you can win. But adding too many tables, it stretches your focus, which can lead to poor decisions. And even worse, right? If your skills are not up to the task, or you have a lot of leaks and weaknesses and you just lose a lot of money, playing a lot of tables, playing a lot of hands leads to even more loss. Now, I know that for myself, I am so much more focused on the action, on my opponents, on the game flow, on the skills that I'm practicing. I'm more focused when I'm playing only two to four tables. Beyond four, you know, my mind starts to get uh, stretched a bit too thin, and I just don't have enough time to make great decisions. Number six. Play the stakes and games you're most comfortable with. So you don't want to play with scared money. Scared money means that you're in over your head, and you fear losing the money on the table. Now, that could easily override your logic centers. And when this happens, you stop making the positive EV plays that you know should work because you're just afraid of committing those chips. Remove some of the stress of playing, and I want you to feel more comfortable by following some simple bankroll guidelines. I recommend that your bankroll be at least 40 buy-ins at the stake you play for cash games, and for tournament players, your bankroll should be between 100 to 200 uh, times your normal buy-in level. Now here's the fifth strategy to improve your ROI. Number five. Get rake back. So rake back is a profit saver. The poker sites, they earn money through the rake that they charge. And this, of course, is a small percentage of every pot or tournament buy-in, and they take it for themselves. Now, rake back allows you to get some of that money back, which in essence gives you a discount for playing. And this really can add up. If you play a ton, this can add up to thousands of dollars per year. So for example, let's say you are a sit-and-go player and you play an average of 25 sit-and-goes every single night. Maybe each of these have a rake of a dollar. So over the course of a year, this would add $9,125 to, uh, to the poker site's rake, to their profits, right? Now, if you set up a 27% rake back deal with the site, then you'd end up earning back $3,011 throughout the year. So if you ended the year with $20,000 in total profit, the $3,011 in rake back, that represents 15% of your earnings, which is a substantial amount. Without that rake back, you would have only profited $17,000. So if you don't play on America's Card Room yet and you want to earn 27% rake back and support the show at the same time, go to smartpokerstudy.com ACR. When you download the software through that link there and you use offer code SPSPOD, you're going to end up getting 27% rake back. Number four. Ditch distractions. 
So your time on the felt should only be used for playing poker and practicing the skills that you're learning off the felt. It's not a time to watch Netflix or text your friends or respond to email. These things take up valuable mental real estate, which should be used for making great decisions. So do yourself a favor, cut the distractions so you can improve your decisions and your win rates. After the break, I'll hit you with the top three strategies for improving your return on investment and win rates. Today's episode is brought to you by ThePokerForge.com. It's my one-of-a-kind poker training membership site. So each month is its own workshop where you learn important strategies and I give you action steps to put them to use on the felt. Some prior month's uh, workshops were like finding the fold, plugging leaks, profitable C-bets. I gave an entire poker course called the Quick Wins Poker Course. Man, my members have gotten so much training and they're improving their skills day in, day out with the Poker Forge. So if you're serious about taking action to improve your skills, thepokerforge.com is the place to be. It's a no-brainer. So join thepokerforge.com today. Alrighty, let's get to the top three. Alright, here's the number three strategy to improve your ROI and win rates. Number three. Find the fishiest rooms and look for low rake. So we all know that PokerStars is full of regs and grinders. Uh, there's a decent amount of fish there as well, but there are tons of sharks in that sea. But other sites like Party Poker, 888, America's Card Room, they're full of fish. And at the same time, while you're out there looking for a fishy site, look for sites with low rake as well. Now, I play a lot on ACR because of the amount of rake they charge, plus the rake back they offer, plus all the fish on the site. It's almost a no-brainer to play there for me. If you can find a fishy site with reliable payouts and that has decent software that you like playing on, maybe a big player pool as well, not to mention rake back, and uh, uh, this will go a long way to increasing your poker profits and your uh, ROI and your win rate. Number two. Target the fish at the tables. So fish are the weakest players at any table because they're overly loose and very passive. Uh, they're overly loose, or I classify them as overly loose because they play way too many hands preflop. And they're way too passive because they mostly check and they call just in hopes of winning pots instead of betting and raising to earn pots. A majority of your profits come from making better decisions than the fish do. Therefore, in order to use your skills and profit from the fish, you must play hands against them. So strive to put yourself in as many bread and butter situations against fish as possible. So you remember what bread and butter is, right? This is where you're in position on the flop, heads up as the preflop raiser. So how do you do this against the fish? Well, there's three really good strategies I'm going to give you right here. You must iso raise when they limp in and make it large enough so all other players fold and only the fish calls. Also, when the fish is in the blinds, Open raise enough to get everyone else to fold to isolate that fish for yourself. And when the fish raise ahead of you and they're capable of doing it with weak hands, 3-bet them with hands ahead of their 3-bet calling range. You know fish don't like to give up after putting money into the pot, so expect to call. And that means you must be happy with the call, so you must hold a hand that you're happy facing them with on the flop. And here it is, the final strategy for improving your ROI and win rates. Number one. 
Focus your studies on areas of weakness one at a time. So the ultimate strategy to increase win rates and ROI is to decrease losses. This means you must find your areas of weakness, or what I call poker leaks. So I discussed this in a few recent episodes, uh, podcast uh, number 269, 270, and 273. There are three major aspects to decreasing your losses. Number one is to find areas of weakness. So you want to pay attention as you play, uh, you know, pay attention to spots where you don't know how to respond. Make sure you tag hands to help you find them and review them later on. And as you're going through your database and filtering for situations, and if you find a situation with high losses, you know, high dollars lost, high negative win rate, you want to study and play with purpose to correct your strategies and avoid loss in that area. Number two to decrease your losses is to start pre-flop. So Tadas Pakaitis in episode 279, he discussed the importance of building foundational skills. So most foundational skills are pre-flop related, and there's a good reason for that, right? Pre-flop decisions happen with every hand dealt, and mistakes are compounded. Uh, pre-flop mistakes are compounded by mistakes made on future streets. So you want to build those pre-flop skills, and a lot of post-flop issues will lessen or just simply not exist. And the third aspect to decreasing your losses is focus on one until done. So in episode 276, the number one strategy for effective poker study is to study one topic per week. Do not do random studies. If you want to improve your 3-bets, then do nothing but study 3-betting strategy and practice 3-betting on the felt. Skip the C-betting, skip the raising withdraws, skip the check-raise bluffing on rivers. Put all of your focus on one foundational skill that will turn you into a better player. Then, when you feel confident and your win rates have improved, move on to the next foundational skill. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Record your current win rates based on the games you play. Then, put to use one or more of the seven strategies I gave you today. And of course, I recommend starting with number one if you don't already study one foundational topic per week. After two weeks or 5,000 hands, record your win rates and ROI again. The goal is to see improvements in your win rates and your bottom line. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Alrighty, your learning is not complete until you visit smartpokerstudy.com slash pod286 for basically a transcript of today's episode and links to everything I discussed. All those different podcasts I mentioned are linked right there. And if you're down with taking action to improve your skills and your win rates, you must become a member of thepokerforge.com. Every month in the Forge is dedicated to one theme in an effort to turn you into a poker master. So visit thepokerforge.com today. My other podcast called Daily Poker Tips is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just go to smartpokerstudy.com slash dailypokertips to get a 30-second tip every day. If you can type or say the word Smart Poker Study, you can find me on Alexa, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, take action on and off the felt to become the player you want to be.